If you think that someone needs to cool down right away, then this is the video for you. Welcome to the Embarrassing Diary. Hello, citizens of the world and subscribers to this channel. Speaking of, if you haven't subscribed, I'm going to pause this video here right away so you can all subscribe because chances are, if you do, then Matthew McConaughey will finally join the show. I'm so happy that you're here on another week, episode 17, and things are getting really heated. I'm receiving a lot of messages from all around the world. Today, it's a huge shout out to all the people from the United States because the analytics are wild. Let me, let me, let me tell you, we have been listened by 16 states. So thank you. Florida, Virginia, Oregon, Missouri, Washington, Utah, Ohio, Texas, Michigan, Maryland, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Kansas, Illinois, and California. I didn't even know there were so many states out there. All jokes aside, thanks so much for all your love. I really appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. And I'm really grateful that you're all here. Today in this podcast, we are joined by Karine Saint-Marie, I hope I pronounced it well, and she's a sound healing therapist, a singer, a songwriter, and she's going to delve into the therapeutic benefits of a sound bath. She's going to tell us what is a breathing festival, and of course, who is Mother Cacao, and what is a cacao ceremony? What? What? Stay tuned, because the episode is about to start now. Hello, Karine. It's so good to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to talk about something really fun today and very interesting for a lot of people. Um, but I'm going straight to the chase. The first question I want to ask you is, what is a sound bath? So a sound bath is like a meditation session where basically a practitioner like myself will be playing different instruments. It could also be the voice, it could be using crystal singing bowls, a gong, whatever vibrational instrument that will just bring the body in states of calm. So what we're doing is that we're creating coherence between the heart and the brain waves. We're just slowing everything down and allowing the body to go from the sympathetic nervous system, which is your like fight and flight, you know, mode mm -hmm. into the parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest. So it's not like I'm doing any magic. I am literally just bringing the body into states of calm through music which to me, I mean, obviously it's my favorite because I'm a singer, but also when I try to meditate, if you're like me, people who struggle with meditation, you have too many thoughts in your mind, well, then you focus on the music, mm. you focus on the vibrations, you focus on the instruments, and all of a, of a sudden you find yourself in moments of calm, stillness, peace, yeah. um, and sometimes emotions can come up. Many things can happen during a sound bath. Some people start, you know, having little they'll be like jerking uh, like their hand or their their leg or something will start moving. And we're basically just like going to untie some energetic knots in the body through sound. Oh, wow. I find it very fascinating because I've tried to meditate in the past, but I found myself wondering. And one time I had someone playing a little bit of music just for a few minutes. And then I was like, why did you stop? Why did you stop? It's so, so fun. Uh, so what are some benefits uh, of sound healing? Well, you know, the benefits would be similar to benefits of any type of meditation, basically, or um, contemplating nature. We're just we're creating these spaces of calm. And you know that when you when you calm the body down, when you slow the mind down, that's when you can really start hearing your intuition. You can really start having some maybe insight or messages from your, you know, I don't want to be too weird, but like your higher self or whatever. To me, it helped me really like connect with myself, but also I feel like with 
spirit or the universe or God or whatever you want to say. But I feel like um, the more I do sound baths, the more I, I, I have practiced sound healing and been to receive sound baths as well. I don't just offer. Sometimes I like to just go, if I have people that I know they, they offer good sound baths, I just go and, you know, receive the sounds and the vibrations. Um, mm -hmm. And so it just, it creates more harmony, basically. Just harmony within your life, within your mind. I find myself instead of, I used to be a very angry person <laughs> um, and very, well, not very angry. I mean, a good person, but like, you know, I had a lot of frustrations inside. And so I find like it's a way to let them go gently, process them. You could go to the gym, maybe punch them out, but this is like a nice way to just let the energy flow through your body. Yeah. And, and I've seen uh, you've spoken in the past with a lot of passion and love about the cacao ceremony. And I have no idea what's a cacao ceremony. So can you give us a little bit of, ins of insight? What is, what is a cacao ceremony? Absolutely. So let me start a bit with the basics. Um, so cacao um, is, you know, it's the, it's the same cacao that is, that is used to make today's chocolate. But obviously today's chocolate has a lot of modifications and we're going back to the basic, the essential, like pure 100% ceremonial cacao that has been blessed and made with love. Um, and uh, so this cacao, um, the, the cacao ceremonies are something that come from a Mayan or Aztec, Mayan, Aztec and other cultures used to do these, to used to use cacao in many different forms of like rituals or just sometimes one-on-one -on -one. if the, if there is conflict you can use cacao for conflict resolution um and so today we've kind of merged it into like you know different types of ceremonies and rituals which is also just beautiful um and the way i like to do my cacao ceremonies is that we'll sit in a circle um all together we will drink the cacao so Yes, to the basics. This cacao is not eaten. It's mm -hmm. you put it in, you know, in some in some hot water and um, you drink it. And when you drink the cacao, it takes about 30 minutes for this for its effects to start being to start coming out in your body. But obviously you have to leave this space for like meditation, contemplation, or we do it through chanting. Obviously mm -hmm. I'm a singer. So every time I'm hosting an event, we sing. I have people sing. It's such a good heart opening medicine and combined with cacao, which is literally the plant medicine for opening the heart, reconnecting to your heart. It's all about the, the heart. Um, we get even more benefits. So you could pray um, the way the Mayans do it. I work a lot with lava love cacao in Guatemala. Uh, and I was there for months in Guatemala during um, 2021, this whole time. Um, and the way they do it is that they it's just so beautiful because it's all about giving thanks. And so they're giving thanks to Mother Nature. They're giving thanks to Mama Cacao or Ish Cacao that they name it. Uh, they name her. Um, and then they're giving thanks to, you know, all the elements and the four directions and all the ancestors. And you're, it's basically a ceremony of prayer. It's prayer. It's chanting. It's introspection. Um, I love to do them out in nature. I live up in the forest with the trees and by a lake. And so I do them by the lake and it's just, it gives you this, it's kind of like a communion, right? And I feel like uh, mainly in Quebec where I'm at uh, at the moment, people have gone a step away from the church because of, you know, we, we all know that what happened with the indigenous people and actually my ancestors. Um, and so people have stepped away from the church and they had nowhere to go to just be together as a community. 
So to me, cacao is like this new um, way of just connecting to each other, helping each other. It's literally a heart opening medicine. Science today is telling us like, you know, it will dilate the blood vessels. So the blood rushes to the heart, which actually makes you pump more blood like coffee. So if, you know, people have some heart issues, you should not be drinking a lot of cacao. Um, but yeah, it's a really beautiful way to just reconnect. I absolutely adore all the description that you said. I feel like it's something that I would like to do, but I didn't know also you guys drink cacao. Every time I drink cacao, I love it. But uh, the process, this uh, ritual that you're talking about, that makes it a little bit more holy um, yeah. and, and, you know, um, making the seed and making it from the beginning. It's also the appreciation to it. Because, yeah, obviously in the Western world, we have everything ready. You can go buy it from the store. But preparing it from the beginning and then praying to the mother cacao oh my god i i put it in my bucket list i'm not saying to promote anything i'm not getting anything from <laughs> that, but oh my god i i want to do this i really want to do this yeah uh, well it's so popular all around the world so you know just find your people find people who do it with their heart because obviously the problem with all of these um you know, practices is that they've become really popular and who says popular says people are doing it just for money. So just make sure that you speak to the person who's who's going to host the ceremony and ask like, so where do you get your cacao from? Like, because some people I see them using like powdered cacao from the grocery store and like you're missing the whole point. It really has to be ceremonial cacao because also there's more theobramine in it. Like it's not just, you know, but it's all so you'll have more effects, but it's also the the principle of like this whole process is made with so much love you know i believe that everything is energy well you know everything is energy so whether it's through vibration with music or like the vibration that you put in preparing your cacao when i prepare my cacao for my for my guests or for myself because i do solo rituals every week it's my thing i sing to it you know like i i sing songs like i i give thanks already and i'm like preparing myself, setting my intention to open my heart, to help me. Maybe there's something going on in my life. Maybe I need clarity. And often in the rituals, I cry. Like a lot of people that just cry and it, we're, it's just happy tears, but we're missing this connection, you know, to spirit or whatever you want to call it, universe, God, we're missing it today a lot. And I, it's just a nice way, even if, if you don't believe in outer spirit, but like connecting to your own essence, we have to make the space for it, which we don't. And this is a beautiful way to make space for it. You're just allowing things. You're sitting down and you have nothing else to do except be there, drink your cacao and hear what comes up. Honestly, it sounds very beautiful. Uh, uh, you know, we're so used to nowadays with the social media and everything that we want more and more and more and more. And sometimes we just need to go back to be very grounded and go back to the basics. And I actually, I'm jealous. I, 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 um, I live in the Netherlands. We don't have a lot of nature like you're describing. But this, mm -hmm. this, uh, um, the idea to go, be back to the nature, be grounded, be with yourself. It's something that everybody. I don't think anybody would not love to do. It's just we, we are, we're thinking what we need to do is to be eight hours in an office, stuck in, in, in a building, and that's okay. I think we are all prone to like nature and to, to like this mm. ceremonial part. But speaking of that, I also wanted to ask you, because I know you're an artist as well, which is um, makes you even more fantastic in my eyes. But um, what type of um, music do you create? Do you create only music for ceremonies or do you create also the quote-unquote contemporary music that we all know? 
So I started off as a pop singer. Um, ah. Yeah, so I was really into pop music and then folk and then I studied music in college. Uh, so I have a degree in pop and pop music, but it's, you know, pop funk, like everything else. And then I just got really confused. I was like, I love all music. <laughs> and I started singing on cruise ships for a couple of years. I'm actually going back for a few months, you know, just because it's been a quite a tricky situation here with inflation, recession, all that's going on. So I'm just going to have a little break of selling tickets and just go mm -hmm. sing on a cruise ship. Like it's much, you know, it, I just need to flow a little bit. So I'll go for a few months. Um, and so I traveled the world, but, you know, singing musical theater. I have a, also, I studied musical theater in New York for a little while, just, you know, for my own um, self-knowledge. And, uh, and I fell into sound healing and meditational music in 2020. You know, mm -hmm. when COVID happened, I was supposed to go back on a ship. And I knew somewhere in my mind, I was like, when I'm older, that was what I always used to say. I mean, I'll be 39, so, but I was like, when I'm older, I'm going to do meditation music. And I, it was always when I'm older, when I'm older. And then when COVID happened, I was like, it's now, it's now. I just felt this huge calling and I left for Guatemala and in Mexico and I went to Peru and all these places just to like dive deep into sound, ceremony, meditation, yoga. I did a lot already, but I just dove deeper into my practice and, and now with all this being said, um, I want to do like ceremonial music and meditation music and record things, but it's been a four year process where I have not been able to write one good song, not okay. a good song in four years, which is, it's the biggest block that I've had, but also I think it's because it was like, I'm, I've shifted my whole life, my whole mindset. I was always focused on how I look, how I sound, you know, like being the pretty singer, working out six days a week. And for four years, I just like, first I fed myself, I ate so much, I took, I put on so much weight, but it was like, I just needed this whole kind of shift from looking good to feeling good. And now obviously feeling good goes with eating healthy. I've learned that. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm balancing it out, but it's like, it took all this time to just recenter myself, refocus and, um, and yeah, now I'm super excited to write some music. I've got a, a collaboration coming when mm -hmm. I return from the ship. So in the, probably like in the fall with Ram Das, um, who is a great musician who plays for Sonatum Core and all of these yoga artists. So um, he like tours worldwide and stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to work with him and start actually writing good music, but with help. <laughs> yeah, and, and how do you... How, what do you do when you get stuck, when you feel uninspired or exactly what you're describing? You have a blog and you're like, ah, I really, you know, what do you do? What I used to do before this whole shift, mm -hmm. uh, so before 2020 was I used to just force myself to write and whatever, you know, if it's good, if it's not good and just force myself to write and then something good would show up eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm learning to let go, mm -hmm. what I do if I really want to like, because I'm still creating music, but I'm creating music on the flow. Like I'm, I'll be using a singing bowl and I'll just like, sometimes mm. it feels like I'm channeling. It feels like it's not even me. Like there's something going through me or with the drum a lot because I have indigenous roots. So if, I, if I'm drumming and singing, sometimes it's weird. I like, mm -hmm. um, so what I mean is that I'll, I'll either do a grounding exercise before I start or I'll have a cup of cacao 
cacao. No, it's true. I'll have a cup of cacao. I'll sit with the cacao in meditation, and then I'll get my harmonium out, or you know, I'll get I'll get the bowls or the drum, and then I'll just start singing. But for now, it's nothing that I would necessarily record, you know, Mm -hmm. like because I'm still in that mix of like, do I need songs, or do I just need like a 40 minute meditation that I sing over? You know, I'm still trying to figure that part out. And and I didn't know about your background. I had no idea. But speaking of that, how important is going back to your roots when you create art or find where you find yourself? That is a great question. That is an amazing question. Um, it's been tricky. It's been tricky because in Canada, unfortunately, a lot of the indigenous um, culture has been lost. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to Guatemala and then it was like connecting to the land and connecting to plants and, and asking a plant permission before you can like pull it out, you know, to do something with it. And all of this, uh, mainly in Peru a lot too, like mainly this like respecting the earth and everything inside me, I was like, I know this, you know, like a part of me knows this or when I'm drumming and singing and like things come back, but it's so many generations back. Like I, I look indigenous, but it's gener- like but probably like seven generations, mm-hmm. like it's far um, from what we know. And so when I came back here after studying for like months, months in Guatemala in Mexico after going to Peru so going to Costa Rica I was like okay I'm coming back and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find where I'm from and like where like where my um, ancestors are from and try to learn more because you there's different um nations we call them nations here like um Mm -hmm. like first people's nations so there's different nations and I was like which one you know am I from and there is no way to find this information which is awful like I have, there's nowhere to look. There's like, they used to just give people names, like French names. So they took indigenous women. They were like, okay, here's your husband or whatever. And it was usually like, you don't want to be with this guy. And you have a family and we give you a French name and all, everything is dead before that. Like nothing exists. And so it's been difficult because also like, because I am not directly like indigenous, like I have, you know, a lot of French um, mm-hmm. blood as well. I can't just go to indigenous communities. And, you know, I've reached out, I said, Hey, listen, I have like these voice programs and I would love to just offer them for free. You know, like uh, I go to indigenous communities and work with the women. Like I had these messages, like help women liberate their voice, help the indigenous women liberate their voice. And I s- kept seeing this in ceremony. And I, I reached out and people were like, Oh yeah, sorry. No, don't need you. <laughs> and so wow. it's so hard because it's such a closed environment and it's just i've kind of let it go for now and i'm thinking that if life brings me back there like things have a tendency to come up at the time where you need them in in your life and where it's you know the right timing for you for the others and so um i've kind of just abandoned the project and i'm just gonna do yeah me and whatever comes but eventually i would love to just yeah to know more and and uh, i see also you mentioned something about a breathing festival I don't oh. know what that. Can you give us? A... <laughs> well, Being I was. In... Of, yeah, yeah, I was invited. Um, so yeah, I see you've done some digging online. <laughs> a little bit recently, a little bit. <laughs> so I was invited to a British festival, which huh? it was the first time they were coming to Canada, and um, so I knew one of the organizers, and she was like, "We'd love to have you to actually share cacao 
and it was 60 people. That was my biggest ceremony. I was like, how am I going to like share cacao with 60 people? I've never done more than like 25 or 30. And okay. so it, it was so beautiful. Uh, we did not do a circle. It's too many people. They had to be seated, like, you know, but yeah, it's yeah. fine. Um, and I got them to sing. I did a voice workshop with them and I did a little sound bath. Um, so yeah, it was amazing. The breathing festival. Yeah, from Breathing Plus, they do them around the world. I think they do like Mexico, Costa Rica. They're in the UK a lot. So yeah. great people. If ever you want to go, they're so sweet. Like the yeah. best. I just, it's a community. I feel like everything that is spiritual is so trendy that it's a community where there's either like the best people you've ever met or the kind of like, oh, I have some issues and I've not yet dealt with them. So I have a guru complex and I'm just going <laughs> to... Pretend I know. So it's like you have to be really mindful to the people listening. Like if you go somewhere and you're like, oh, this feels off. This feels fake. Try somewhere else. Don't 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 like don't back out from a sound bath or from whatever experience. Just try another one. How do usually people feel after um, a sound bath or after they, you know, they have interacted with you in one of your cacao ceremonies? Well, <laughs> that's a, yeah, they're usually really happy. It's this feeling of calm and of knowing that you're in the right place and that whatever happens to you, they are centered. So usually people come out of there and they're just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm floating. I give, so it's very funny because sometimes I go to sound baths and it's finished and they're like, okay, bye. Like I give my people like at least 10, 15 minutes to come back into their bodies, into the room. And so we, we chat a little bit before they leave because it's, it's such a deep experience. You don't want people like driving when they're still in an altered state. So, yeah. um, yeah. so yeah, they're just happy and good and relaxed and, and yeah, it's, I have a very nice, uh, very, that sounds so pretentious, but I'm, I'm proud of it. Like people come back, like I have a nice, like uh, returned client rate. I don't know how to say that in English. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Um, and closing this very insightful conversation, I must say, I think <laughs> other people will be, what a sound bath, uh, cacao mm. ceremony. And what are some, uh, what are your next projects? Uh, what are you going to do next? If you can give us something to the world? Well, yeah, we absolutely. So as I said, I'm taking a little hiatus. It's going to be like from mid-April to October, where I will be singing on a cruise ship. So if you're following my socials, I'll still be like posting some videos. I'll try to bring like crystal balls or something. I'll try to bring something that I can like go in the forest and have a little tiny sound bath. Um, so I'll be doing this. But after that, I'm recording an album and I will um, I will host a few retreats. Like I've started doing international retreats. I was just in Mexico. I went to France um, and I'm looking with some friends to collaborate. So there's nothing on the website now because it's just... I've just had like a huge shift. I was supposed to be on a ship at the moment and I'm, I will be joining actually in April. Um, so just keep an eye on my website. There's a section called events where there's a bunch of events that will be posted right now. There's only, there's two and they're in French and they're in Quebec, but I will post some international things. Um, and yeah, eventually I want to open up a beautiful sound temple where people will come to me from all over the world. It'll be somewhere warm. It's not going to be in Quebec. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere warm. <laughs> And so, yeah, if you want to just keep an eye on it and I'll, I'll post some videos on YouTube and yeah, basically just sharing new music. I'm so excited to create this new music. So it's coming. Just be patient with me. It's, it's all coming.
Well, we'll definitely put uh, in our socials when your new album will come out because we all want to hear a little bit more about you. And save me a spot to that uh, sound temple. I'm already in. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> If you are until the end, thank you so much for being here. You can always send me an email to suggest the next topic or to nominate someone who you think be a very important person to be in this podcast. Also, according to Forbes magazine, the best way for a podcast to become popular is not by sharing it on social media, but is by sharing it with a word of mouth. That essentially means that if you see your friend, if you see your auntie, you tell them, open your mouth, you copy paste the link of this episode and plop, there you go, auntie, you have the link of this episode. That's the word of mouth, according to me. Thank you very much. That is for today and see you next time. Ding, 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 ding.